Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Well, it's really just knowing the position that we're in and knowing what too much can do to a team. Understanding to use the confidence for ourselves and don't let it take us way overboard because just as much as it's a good thing, it could be a bad thing. But with the guys in this room or in the guys in our locker room, we do a good job of keeping everybody on that base floor, which is right where we want to be. A pivotal week and a pivotal game tonight for the Buffalo Bills. Deion Dawkins and the Bills hoping to keep a nice little win streak going here and revive the playoff hopes that were just a month ago on life support. Welcome back. Sports Talk Saturday. Derek Kramer now here as we switch it up just a little bit slowly, though. I mean, Sports Teach Saturday continues here as TJ Luckman sits in the chair, and you are just thrilled that I said that out loud I'm on just, the radio airwaves. I'm just mad I didn't think of it. Uh, it was it was Taylor, actually. Oh, that's true. That's yep. true. I'm still mad I didn't I, think of it. I did steal that, but at the same time, it was my idea deserved, to put you two together today. It deserved to be stolen, so good. good, good. <laughs> good. Anyway. If I'm not going to do it, somebody's got if, it. Yeah, exactly, but I, I credit where it is due, of course, because, um, you know, that's how integrity works. Anyway. We have that. We have that. It's not, I mean, we have that at least journalistically. Stylistically, no. I just started telling everyone they were booty cheeks in the last segment. And you do that weekly, too. Yes. And people let you. People let me. And I don't know why, I don't know how, but it hasn't gotten me kicked off the air yet, so I'll keep doing it. So that's that's just how we do it here on a Sports Talk Saturday. Bills, Chargers, obviously tonight, 8 o'clock. You'll hear that right here on WGR. As you heard from Evan in the update, Sabres taking on the Rangers tonight, 6.30 pregame, 7 o'clock faceoff. That is over on our sister station at WBEN. You and Frank, TJ, you guys did a great job um, airing the grievances, so to say, catching that real festivist energy um, as, as, yes, they pumped nine on the Toronto Maple Leafs, but... Why in the heck are they still employing three goaltenders? Why are they still feeling the need to routinely scratch Ryan Johnson? Why do they feel the need to keep both of Connor Clifton and Eric Johnson in the lineup at the same time? I'm hoping that the additions, uh, the returns, I should say, of Jeff Skinner, Jeff Skinner, Jack Quinn, and Jordan Greenway bring back the depth that this team needs. But it all comes down to there was an offseason of relative inaction. And yes, I'm going to pile on a little bit there with uh, with what Kevin Adams more or less didn't do this offseason. But 
I'm not going to keep going at it, mostly because of the fact that um, you guys said it well already. Um, they needed to make themselves a big move to show faith in the team and the core that they have to be like, hey, we're swinging. Let's go. And they didn't do that. And I know that it's not like a simple swish and flick. Here's a trade for you. But at the same time, you do want to see a little bit more on the incoming side uh, after your offseason than Eric Johnson and Connor Clifton. You want to see more than that. You want to see your team improve its roster. And to see it not have happened is ultimately a failure, especially if you don't make the postseason. Now that said, My biggest grievance with the Buffalo Sabres this year is that every time I have to host this show, they go ahead and put up their most impressive their most impressive display to the to that point of the season before I come back in front of a microphone. They love to do that. They too. love to calm me down, and it angers me. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's that's just funny. It, it like I would love to be able to like rationally tear this team apart, but at the same time, they fed the Toronto Maple Leafs their biggest L since they lost to a Zamboni driver in 2020. It's It really is uncanny. Like, how hard am I allowed to go on them? It really is uncanny, especially this year, when it feels like they've suffered an inexcusable loss at the worst possible time, and then they always go out the next game and respond to it in a good way where I'm just like... This time verbatim. Okay, yeah, right. This was a direct response of just like, okay, yeah, we're not happy nine goals, so we're doing nine goals ourselves. We're I, doing our own nine goals. So I, I had written something. I don't know if it's up on our website. Um, it was supposed to go up on Thursday, and then the Sabres promptly went ahead and scored nine goals. But um, I had comments directed toward what Kyle Oposo had said about like the yep. 12 years of drought hanging over their heads. Yep. And um, I'm sorry to say this, but that is not why they're upset this year. Yep. They are upset because they saw a team fall one point shy of the playoffs, now struggling like the usual Sabres do, like the same old Sabres. Yes, that part is tied to the drought, but at the same time, we were expecting that this iteration was not that. Yeah, They've been improving with this core year after year, it seems. Don Granato has helped them become stabilized after the biggest demon of Buffalo sports not named Ken Dorsey. Like... I just, again, but then they go ahead and they do that, and it's beautiful, and life is great all over again, right in time for them to have to play again tonight, and if they go ahead and stink it up again, I don't get a chance to go at them, and it, and this is a me problem, I'm speaking a first world problem to a T, but it's getting annoying. It's, uh... I want my emotions to be properly <laughs> let out in a timely manner about the hockey team. One of these days, it's going to line up for you. <laughs> One of these days, and it's not going to go well. <laughs> it's. I talked about this in the in the first segment of the show too about what Oposo had to say. Um, I wasn't a fan of saying him saying you know just kind of chalking the booze up to uh, that's just twelve years of frustration. It's like listen. I get that it's not all your fault. Logically, like, it's not on, you know, Kevin Adams didn't make them miss the playoffs for 12 years. Don Granato hasn't been making them make the playoffs for however many years. But to me, it's, I'm sorry, when you get here, when you get to a place, when you're at a place where that exists, you t 
take that full you take it on that's that's your that's your new identity that's part of the team's identity that's part of the organization you can't acknowledge that as somebody else's problem you have your own problems that you need to fix i will tell you what more people were thinking about while they were actively booing on that tuesday night yes they were thinking about the fact that the sabers are one and freaking 12 after a win that's relevant for tonight I am going to think that it has to do with the power play becoming the literal definition of insanity on most nights. Trying the same thing and it not working. Having no creativity with the special teams unit. It stems from watching the third best scoring team from last year be reduced to a shell of themselves offensively. And now the head coach more or less referring to the fact that he's saying, hey, maybe we should just let offense go burr. Why didn't we just stay that way? You needed better goaltending. That was the issue. Ready? Keep everything the same. Sure. Don't change. Don't fix what's broken at that point. Sprinkle in your Devin Levi. UPL started to step up. Why can't we just go ahead and go offense, go burr again? Because it it worked. Yeah. And I think that's what they're going to do, hopefully, based on what Granado's saying. But I'm with you on that in that you had this team who got you to within one point of the playoffs. I don't think that's an accomplishment or anything, but it was close. It was significant progress. Significant progress, especially after the first two months of last year, and they're nearly there. So to me, when you have that team and you say, by all your moves in the summer, we're basically running that entire thing back, what what good is it doing if you're trying to change what got you so close? What got what you, you to where you're okay with saying we're staying the right. same? And look, I get that once you get to the playoffs, the game changes. Get. Everything gets tighter. You need to learn to play that way. Get That's there. fine. Get there. Let's get there first. Worry them, about it later. Let them see it for themselves. Exactly. To me, because to me, I know this is to me. I'm saying it. I got to get that out of my vocabulary. You're but working on it. I know. We've got... I'm just going to keep going back to that same point. There was no reason to change anything that was going on until you face that issue and have to learn from it. Don Granado is always saying, we will learn from this. And to me, they did not learn that last year that with this group, the style they played was what was best for them. Even if they're letting up so many goals, you're still taking more shots than the other team. You're still getting the chances that you need to keep the game level. So it's it stinks that we're at game 35 and they're finally like, okay, I think we need to go back. Now, here's the reason, though, that I feel like I can't go too hard on them. They are very close to where they were at this point last year with an eight-game losing streak from last year's record. So the consistency issue is there. One in 12 after a win. They have a chance to fix that tonight and make it a whopping 2-12 after a win. That would be huge just for everyone here. Not just here. I'm talking like Buffalo fans everywhere. It would be huge. But I'm starting to really have some legitimate questions about one aspect of Kevin Adams' general manager tenure. I'm not questioning his drafting methods. Those have been – he's been nailing it. He's been fantastic with the draft picks. I'm not going to go ahead and throw any cause for concern there. What I am going to question, though, is if he's too safe. You have 
Rosine and Kulik wasting away in the AHL. You already have the youngest team in the league. Peyton Krebs is not able to get out of a bottom six role. Notice how Zemgus Gergensens comes out the, out the lineup, though, by the way, everyone. And uh, Oposo and Krebs are starting to put up points. Uh, I'm a certified hater of the Latvian locomotive, and I'm not a fan of that. I mean, this year he has not given you any no. real reason to be hopeful but I've about always his been a, in Buffalo. I've always been a hater of Gergensens, though. Uh, see, I'm, I'm the opposite. I've always appreciated what he can bring <laughs> defensively, but this year... He's not brought that with the new system change or whatever's going on with that. I, yeah. ke- I feel like we keep saying there's a new system change, and I don't know what evidence there is for that. But the fact that Granado had to say we have to go back to the system we were doing last year, it's like, okay, so that's that's all you really need to know. You can tell by watching them play. Um, but the other thing is this. You have the youngest team in the league. Yeah. You have Rosine, Kulik, Savoy, Ostland, all four are first-round picks in your cupboard. You said they're wasting away. I don't know. I wouldn't call in it wasting AHL, away. In the AHL, I would say wasting away, only because of the fact that I'm not sure how much longer you keep them there and they start to really properly transition. Yeah. Because what this is screams to me, Ken Holland burying the prospects in Detroit. Sure. During their playoff streak. I, th- I think something... There is the, too much cooking uh, that it's allowed to happen. Yeah. Uh, and I do fear that that could happen here for those two players. Savoy and Ostland, they're two more high-profile prospects. At some point, you got to flip somebody because Quinn is not going anywhere. Paterka is not going anywhere. Middlestad is making his case to stay along. Yeah. Your top line's your top line. Cousins is signed long-term. You don't even have room for Peyton Krebs on your active roster. Yeah, I think... I think- there's too many cooks in the kitchen. Give a couple away and get a bigger cook, a better cook, a sous chef. I think I think you're you're definitely your head's in the right place. I just think that my words might not be, and that's my biggest no, flaw. No, no, no. Your words are your words are there. Your words are there too. I just question. You talked about how safe Kevin Adams is, and I wonder what their urgency is about the entire situation. And to me, it, it isn't much. They're fine with letting them cook. I will say that with Rosine and Kulik, when they came up, they were put into spots that they're not going to succeed in an NHL lineup for. And the problem with bringing them up at this point is any spot that they're more geared for, like those are, those are, they're, they're skill guys. They're top six type players. And, Frankly, when you bring them up here, they, they're not top six players. You have other top six players. Exactly. They're not so, able to fit in the square So hole. they're not even fitting the system. So what my thing is, I don't mind leaving them in the AHL for a little while. This is only Kulik's second pro season. It's Rosine's second pro season. They're not even out of their entry-level deals yet. So I feel like you... You're not in any sort of danger of overcooking them yet. I think if you get to the summer and nothing happens with any of those players, that's when you start to worry. I know there's, like I said, I know there's urgency and wanting to make the playoffs this year, especially from a fan perspective. And it should be from the team perspective, especially with how close you were last year. Here's my response, though, to the urgency thing, which is a great point. What urgency do they need to feel? Right. And it's more or less... 
I think it's more of a faith-based move. And every division rival that's been going through a rebuild has went swinging too. Yeah. And you should. And I feel like you should. I mean, the Senators went for Jacob Chitron. Uh, Detroit goes for Alex Dabrinkit. Uh, even the Canadians. They tried to trade for Kirby Doc. That one didn't work for them either. He got injured. Now let's, you let's have, take a look at where they are in the standings. Yeah, just to be fair. Just to be fair. <laughs> However, I'm saying there's also the spirit of giving it a go and showing your core that you're worth investing more into. Not just the money and the years. Investing another piece to get everyone excited. And when I say everyone, I include the locker room. 8030551888552550 as we go ahead and get ourselves connected with our fans. That's brought to you by Northtown Kia. We go to Joe in West Seneca. Joe, welcome to Sports Talk Saturday. Thanks. I'm happy to be on Sports Talk Saturday. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. You as well. Um, so the question is this if they're going back to the old style, the games they won and look very impressive this year when they beat the Rangers, when they beat Vegas, when they beat the Bruins. Which style were they playing? I mean, does it mean they know how to play a better defensive style or they don't know how to play it or can't adapt to it? Or why do they have to go back to last year when when you get to the playoffs, everybody plays a defensive style? I do agree with you on having to trade some people for some better people, and they don't have enough size and toughness on this team. So that's my thing. You're changing styles, but sometimes this year they played the style really well. I, Joe, that's a good point. I, I, I do like that. that. And um, I do I, think that. Uh, oh, yeah. Sorry. I, I do think that the um, the issue is, is that they don't consistently run what this new style is and they can default back to something. Also, note, though, that those games that they're doing this against are the better competition. Yeah, they are better against better teams this year. And they're playing down to competition, and I think that has to do more with trying to be careful on defense. And when you play defensive, you get burned. Yeah. Prevent prevents winning. Yep. And that can be said in hockey too. So, I, I yeah, we'll see what we've got. But at the same time, I am, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that the return of Greenway, Quinn, Skinner gives them that depth necessary for them to go ahead and roll those three lines, get themselves good matchups against third-pair defensemen. Don Granato brought that up earlier this week, back on Tuesday when he was with uh, with Jeremy White. It's a, it's a matchup thing. You yeah. want to be able to match them up. You want to be able to switch things up. Before the next thing you know, kid line goes off. They need to prioritize it. What do they do? They give the third-pairing team, They give their the opponent gives their third-pairing to uh, Middlestat, Benson, and Greenway, the dog line. They got that dog in them, and if you give them the bad matchup, they're going to exploit it. Yeah. Do you dare put a third-pairing group on the top line when they're buzzing? No. So I'm hoping that this depth is solved, but at the same time, if they were Jack Quinn away from re-elevating their game, um, i got a lot of questions. Yeah, and I think something else to consider, too, uh, when you're talking about the new system stylistically, I think there's value in employing that against certain teams, and New York is definitely one of them uh, because they're a team that's already going to slow things down on you. You can, if you can play that game with them and play it better, then then do it because they're going to make life hell for you if you're trying to do the offensive stuff. And that goes to Joe and West Seneca's point of adaptability. Yeah. What kind of game were they playing against those top teams? Maybe that was adaptability, and maybe that's something Granado's learning on the fly. I th- I think that's right, and I think with Don, you have to. I don't think you have to understand, but I mean, like he is he is a first time head coach. 
that's not really an excuse anymore. He's in his third year, uh, his third full season with the team. Exactly. So, um, I'm. I made a point last hour, or the first hour, that like I honestly appreciate that it took so long. Yes, but I appreciate that Don said that wasn't working. A lot of coaches will not acknowledge what's not working. Oh, hockey people what are is. the most stubborn people in the world. Right. So like. I understand it from that element and all that. I just, again, it's frustrating when a lot of, it's frustrating when you're kind of sitting there and you can see it and you see other people who can see it. And then the coach just continues to run it back. All right. I got my sabers out of me. Okay. Um, it's time to make the switch. Bill's pregame is going to start at three, but we're going to go over some of it as well here on Sports Talk Saturday. Derek Kramer, TJ Luckman here for you for a little bit more. Evan is on the board. You're with us. Jeremy gets Bill's pregame started with Bill's game day at 3 o'clock, and you're listening to the radio home of the Bills and the Sabres, except for today. It's on WBN, but you're listening to WGR. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, 